Welcome to the Writer's Hour, where we have creative conversations with up-and-coming authors on their latest books. This is the place to be if you wish to get a preview of new books that are available for the voracious bibliophile, as well as the story behind the story for the voyeur who wishes a peek behind the creative curtain. Here's your host, Janine Bolin. Hi, this is Janine Bolin, and welcome to the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. And today I am with a wonderful lady by the name of Joyce Festel. Is that right? Do I have that right? Foistel. Foistel. Yeah, Foistel. I'm so sorry. Anyway, what you'd think, as many years as I have been podcasting, I would have that down. But every once in a while, a name will pop. But okay, back to Joyce. She, in 2010, at the age of 61, founded Boomer's Social Media Tutor. She went full-time, full speed ahead, all systems go. In 2013, she retired from her 17-year career in sales, and she just delighted herself by doing nothing but starting this business. She has finally found her professional calling, and through her tutoring and training services, she helps business professionals and job seekers to use social media, especially those fun-loving friends of ours, LinkedIn and Facebook. She helps people use them more effectively and productively. So people who are over 50 or, you know, older than that even, (coughs) uh, Mm -hmm. especially are drawn to her services because she's a baby boomer and her tagline is making social media simple, easy, and fun. So Joyce attributes her business success uh, basically because of the training she got as an educator, her leadership and public speaking experience in Toastmasters, and her extensive experience in writing and editing. So as a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison and with degrees in both business and education, Joyce is now currently living in Denver and has done so for the last 25 years. Welcome to the show, Joyce. Oh, it's so much fun to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I have a lot of fun when I get to run into people like yourself who have, uh, like myself, a varied career, you know, multiple interests, multiple energies that have been put into things. But, you know, after all this sales experience that you've had, you run out and you decide to write an ebook of all things. Oh, my gosh. Do you mind telling us a little bit about the title and what drove you to writing that book? Well, I have a colleague who is a video production, um, has her own company. And by, I would say by about 15, 2015, certainly 2016, I mean, people were really doing a lot more videos in their um, websites, on their social media. And I decided to invest money with her. We had created a series of videos, Just the Facts, Ma'am, I believe was our little clever name for it. And something got me thinking, there's a lot of material in these videos. Maybe there's a way I could take that information and put it into a very basic ebook that would be primarily the videos already created with a little bit of setup. So there'd be a combination of the text and then the video with a um, like a screen capture. So you're, most of it, you hear my voice. You don't see me, so I talk. So that way, people learn differently. You know, they can watch the video. Some people are more readers. So that's how I it, really it started with a series of videos. So my very first um, ebook of this with this title is actually called Ten Ways, and I knocked one out, which I don't remember which one was uh, first published in 2016. 
uh, my fourth edition was done in December of 2020. So there was one year I skipped it. But one of the things that I really enjoy about your nine ways to stand out on LinkedIn is that I have a lot of people that are hesitant to get on LinkedIn. They'll, they love Facebook. You know, they feel very comfortable there, but it's almost like they walked into an academic library when they walk into LinkedIn and it's like everybody's very polite and, and they're intimidated by the LinkedIn platform. And so how would you encourage authors to make use of LinkedIn as a platform that actually will serve them well? Really, a really good question. So the first thing the author is going to be thinking about on LinkedIn is their branding. Their branding as an author and then their particular book they're wanting to feature right now. So I have this friend who recently published a book called Lean Into Your Yuck. She is an editor and it's really about nonfiction books, how to write them from an editor standpoint. So I was working with her just on Monday, we came up with the idea of having her background photo be a picture of the cover of her book. That's attention getting, right? That's first thing I'd say. Secondly, there's this lovely section called Featured, but it's only been out for about a year now. It's right uh, kind of under the About section, actually. And there she could have, again, another picture of the book or even better yet, a link to the landing page where people can order the book. Say if she wants more people coming into her website, because that's a better way for them to order the book as opposed to Amazon, just saying. So she could have that link to that landing page be featured right there in her profile. So these are some easy visual additions to LinkedIn, which let's face it, it's boring. I mean, when you said come into an academic library, I've heard it said the corporate boardroom, whatever. Really, where's all the fun stuff? You know, where's the vending machines? Where's the video games? You know, no, they don't have it there, but you can bring out a little bit of color and interest. And then further down, you can add more. You can always add yourself, say, as author. Maybe you have other income streams, but if you really want to present the most as author, make sure that that author position is at the top of all your experiences, all your different jobs, quote unquote, your positions. That too will give great visibility and consider creating a company page because in a company page, you, the author, have a company essentially that has a logo. Then the logo appears right there under your nifty background photo. So those are just some real basic things that come immediately to mind. And that's very helpful. One of the things I, I've been very fortunate that I've run into so many great coaches like yourself and others who really have worked out the details of LinkedIn. And each one of you bring about a wonderful perspective because your demographics are all different. And so when I ran into when I first ran into Joyce, I was just like, Oh, my gosh, this is fabulous. All these people over 50 that, you know, they think of a book as a hardcover book, like I have to do a hardcover first, then a paperback, then I'll think about an ebook. And then here I run into this amazing woman with all this Toastmasters experience that's like, what? Skip that noise. I started off with videos first, then I went to ebooks. <laughs> you know, one of these days, I may get around to writing one, you know, but actually, but actually, you have written one. And and you're, it's hard for some people to realize, but ebooks are a thing. And ISBN number has to be attributed to them when you get ready to publish them. And so talk to us a little bit about what was your decision making? Because you could have made this into a book, but you, you know, like a hard copy, you know, published mm -hmm. book. Here, it's an ebook. So what was the choice in that? 
I wanted it to be completely accessible. I didn't want to be charging money. How do I use this ebook? You may wonder. It's a lead generator for the most part. It's also, if somebody's thinking of working with me, I can say, okay, here are the topics I'm going to cover on LinkedIn. So I send them this Word document. Oh, and by the way, here is my ebook. You go and you look at this ebook, and then they'll get a sense of my personality. See, by watching the videos, then they'll say, oh, she's kind of funny, or I don't know, she's a little forward, whatever. But they have a feeling for me personally if they'd want to spend an hour with me. So, to, And the other thing is, last year when I did a lot of pro bono work, I sent it out, and I do it again this year, as a way to have people get some DIY stuff covered first. Okay, so here are all these things. We'll say, you do at least a couple of these activities before we have our Zoom session, and then say we don't have to spend our valuable time on something that's really pretty straightforward. So that's how I've been thinking. I like to use it as really an adjunct to my tutoring. Well, and that's one of the things that authors don't realize, whether you're a fiction author or nonfiction author, you have wisdom to sell. You have coaching that you can do for others that love your work. And believe it or not, some of the best things you can do is basically teach people how to write books the way you write them, because they love what you have written down. They, they are your readers. So what are you doing to capture not only those email addresses, but what are some freebies you can give? So like, for, let's talk about the fiction writers for starters. You can give out uh, your character sketches, the character sketches that you think are only for your eyes. Believe it or not, people will definitely sign up for your newsletter so that they can learn all about uh, Mr. Frost, who happens to be the side detective way off in one of your mystery series. But, oh, my gosh, there is somebody that is in love with Mr. Frost. And would you please, you know, let me know more about this detective. So. We, of course, focus on, uh, Joyce and I focus on nonfiction authors because that's what we write in. And so we're more about the how-to and what is a way, a perspective that you can look at things. And so it's easy to come up with like tip sheets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to using LinkedIn, um, how do you like to present yourself to people? Do you like to present yourself as a problem solver? Do you want to be seen as an author, tutor? You had to walk through a process for that sort of branding. So what do you recommend for people to do, Joyce? I think you need to really do some polling of the people around you, your clients, your, your close business associates. Say, how, you know, what's my MO? You know, sometimes I'm too close to it. I don't even know. And I have thought a lot about this topic. I have a couple of LinkedIn, I'll call them colleagues, who are really much more steeped in the platform than I am. And sometimes I can feel inadequate around them because they're like, how do they know that? How do they find that out? Okay, you know what I am? I'm that person who is best for the beginning to intermediate user. I'm like this step ahead of my people. Keep it simple, Joyce. I'm looking to be the voice of like, I call myself a combination of your older sister or your mom, depending on your age, and the annoying English teacher you thought you'd never have to meet again. So <laughs> With all those see, details. <laughs> I trained as a teacher back in the 60s and the 70s. And once you train in a way, that's how your mind thinks. You train as an engineer, you think like an engineer, right? You train as an accountant, you think like an accountant. So for me, I train as an educator. My mom was an educator, so I grew up with that too. And I feel like that's really my voice. My voice is that of an informed person, but not too smarty pants. 
you know, like kind of braggy, but not super braggy. Not like, oh, I could never measure up to her kind of braggy, you know, no, just like, you know, a little full of myself, kind of funny, but not, but very friendly and very accessible. You know, one other thing I want to mention, because I forgot in your other question, the way I build my mailing list in part is when people and I connect on LinkedIn, I'll, I do this with you, I think, I send them a link to my ebook and say, here's a gift to you from me. So you could learn more about LinkedIn. And when you download, then you get on my monthly, on my newsletter list. So I just want to mention that I, I've worked on that language quite a bit. So people don't hopefully see it as salesy. I'm really doing it as a, as a nice thing to do for them. Right, because you are such a giver and that I'll definitely mm -hmm. attest to. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's go ahead and talk about some misconceptions regarding LinkedIn. And again, this is for authors. I mean, mm -hmm. part of your marketing campaign is putting yourself out there. You think you were done putting yourself out there in your book. Well, yeah, you may have a website, but then who, how are they going to find your website? And I love LinkedIn because those people are used to having business conversations. Facebook, not so much. Uh, Facebook, you don't know where somebody is when they start messaging you. But on LinkedIn, what I love about that is if I start messaging someone, they don't bat an eye if I say, hey, let's hop on a Zoom call and let's see if we can really support one another. And so as an author, what are some misconceptions that I might have regarding LinkedIn? Well, I think that people see it only for the corporate world. They also think of it as primarily a job-seeking site. So they, they really don't see it as necessarily a place where you would engage with other people. They, they don't necessarily see it as a place where you can keep up with people. Where, For example, on Facebook, you're going to know when someone's grandchild is, is arrived, but you don't know when they landed um, a new job. I mean, they might say that. It's possible. But with LinkedIn, you will see when they got a new position, when they have five years with that business, they start work so hard to start. And to me, I think of LinkedIn as really like my small town of Manawau, population 1000 in my little weekly newspaper. You know, Mrs. Smith was over at Mr. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith were visiting oh my Mrs. Mrs. Jones on Sunday afternoon. Yes. They really did that, you know. Yes. And everybody else relates to that. So it's, uh, life's kind of an open book over there. So that's, that's what I think about LinkedIn. It's such a great environment to really, um, know what's happening in the lives of people. So, and, and it's so fun. And you know, when someone has one of these, you know, posts comes up, I owe five years, you can publicly honor them. You don't have to just write the little personal, like, hey, congrats, Janine. That's just between me and you, right? But if I feel like, ooh, maybe that's somebody other people might know. Maybe I want to throw myself into these this wave of admirers and someone might see me. And then, then I'll see all the other people who are also congratulating this person. So I- that's kind of a fun thing when you think about it. I, I just think people want and should expand their horizons, their, um, what's the word I'm looking, um, just their view of LinkedIn, their paradigm is the word I want. So they start to see it has a lot of possibilities. Okay, so I'm an author. I've just written my first book, or maybe I'm on book number nine. You know, you never know where some authors are. And I've decided, okay, I've listened to this crazy Joyce lady mm -hmm. and this crazy host, Janine, and they keep talking about this. Fine. So what would you recommend are the essential things that they should do on LinkedIn each week? Oh, each week. One more thing I, I thought I should have mentioned earlier. I'll get to the week. 
I was realizing there's the contact info section, a very overlooked section is up there at the top, right around the place where it says you have 500 plus connections. Hopefully you have that many. Well, maybe you don't, but that's okay. So then you click on there and there's three websites that you can include. So we'll see, you could have your overall author website, but then you could have a link I mean, broadly speaking, any internet location. So there are two, and these are clickable links, folks. These are live links to where people can go and order your book. Maybe you have a Facebook business page. You can have that there too. So three altogether. So I wanted to mention, what should they do every week on LinkedIn? Well, first they should go there. I mean, every week, let's start with that. Secondly, they should see who wants to connect with them. Very important. And then make it, you know, have some criteria around this. I think I'd be somewhat open um, to new people. If you don't feel comfortable just accepting a stranger, you can always click on that place where it says manage or select one of five or something. And then that goes to an interior screen where you can write them a little note and say, hey, Janine, what prompted you? Oh, thanks for the invite. What prompted you to reach out to me? So now you can get a little conversation going with that potential connection. So you want to look for all those connections or pending invites. Secondly, you want to look at your messages. You're, you message back and forth on LinkedIn. Many people do. You think, why couldn't they send me an email? This is so annoying. Well, get over yourself. Some people like LinkedIn more than an email. They're on there anyway. Oh, may as well miss choice. So look for your messages and then go to those notifications because that's where you can do the little schmoozy. Hey, how's it going? Congratulations. Also post. I mean, like, Again, people think like this is rocket science, but LinkedIn posting is pretty much the same as Facebook posting functionally. So say you put a post up and now you're going to be seeing probably, unless you change your settings, all the comments, you'll see notifications of so-and-so commented, so-and-so liked, that so-and-so mentioned you maybe. So you want to go in and you want to nurture those relationships by going systematically through there to see what kind of response you've had to your posts. So, so putting a post up doesn't take a lot of heavy mental lifting. You know, if we're writers, we certainly would have a tidbit from our book, hello, you know, or a blog post we recently wrote. Just think of something that just happened to you interesting this week. You know, people ask me, how personal should I get? Shall I reveal my politics? Things like that. I'm like, mm, I'd be careful. But everybody has a point of view. Everybody has a voice. We all come from our own lived experiences, we say it these days. So I think that's, that's the filter you can use within propriety then to share that and to share from other people. So those are things I would say, one post of your own and then share something of somebody else's and the invites and messages and notifications. So really, you can get that done in probably an hour a week, you know, oh, without yeah, too much hassle because you're you're already, um, you know, creating content on your blog or what have you. And one of the things I like to recommend is for the fictional authors out there, when you have a fiction book, you may think it's a little harder. Well, what you can do is I know one of your characters, whether you're in outer space or you live underground or, you know, no matter what, you can find a house on the internet somewhere that it has been designed or created or something and, and take a, a screenshot of that and say, Hey, grab this from XYZ website. This is totally the house that my fairy King princess, whomever uh, would live in. 
you know, what do you think? And you can get the ball rolling with that kind of content. So a lot of times my fictional authors will say, well, as a nonfiction, you got it easier than we do. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, you can go anywhere in your, in your created world and talk about any of your characters and then find some artist that you really dig on Instagram or something like that and, and put that in your LinkedIn page. But then for the nonfiction authors, uh, one of the things I highly recommend is yes, definitely go to your favorite author, somebody who inspires you, believe it or not, they're on LinkedIn. And then you highlight them and say, one of my most inspiring passages was from so-and-so's book, page XYZ, edit, you know, whatever the uh, edit edition was, uh, and then link it and then say, thank you so much, so-and-so for that. So one of my guys is Jeff Goins. And Jeff doesn't know me personally, but I assure you that his marketing team does because they're constantly cross-referencing me. And I ended up getting an interview on a podcast show from my second favorite author, which was Josh Turner, because I was commenting so much and telling him how much I thought he was so fantastic. I ended up on a show. So these are things that you can do. Just just letting people know how they inspired you to write what you wrote. And then that's the one uh, thing you can do for the posting. And then on your own stuff, like Joyce was talking about, for your own stuff, Definitely talk about your characters and the conversations you have with them that never made it into your book. For your nonfiction mm -hmm. authors, you have a lot of wealth between your ears. And I know that there were tips, just like Joyce talked about, tip number 10. She doesn't even remember what it was, but had she been on LinkedIn, you know, tip number 10 would have been something she could have posted about. So what are some of your, I've talked enough, Joyce, what are some of your suggestions for people? Well, I want people to realize that they can um, tag, just like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, somebody they're not connected with. So some big time author, maybe you'll never connect with them on LinkedIn. Maybe they don't even allow people to connect with them, only follow them. Unless they've gone in somewhere deep into their settings, chances are you can still tag them. So what does that do? That associates you, like you said, with this well-known author. This is somebody in my genre. This is someone I really admire. I read their stuff all the time. And that way, people say, oh, she's that kind of a writer. And who knows, like you said, their marketing team is like, who's this person constantly tagging? So I think that is such a neat idea. And I only actually recently realized that maybe like a year or two ago, I always thought we had to be, see on Facebook, you have to be friends with that person to tag them. It's different on LinkedIn. You are allowed to tag these people or tag a business page. It's called actually a company page on LinkedIn. If you feel there's some value, there's probably more for the nonfiction people. Um, you want to get somebody, some publishing company maybe, or whatever it might be, uh, some media outlet, that is another thing that you could tag and reference. So you can reference them as part of your post. That's how you're going to get more readership of your post. People are always saying, why don't I get more eyeballs on my post? Well, let's get some energy to it. Let's, let's do some tagging. Let's you can even go and ask your closest, your raving fans, all those people and say, would you be so kind to comment on my post? All you have to do is place where you, where it says, um, I can't think of the exact words, but in the, the three little dots, it'll say, get the link to this actual post. And when you send that an email, just paste it into the email, then they click on it and they're right at your post. So that way your fans can make that comment or share it to their LinkedIn people. 
And that's something that authors can definitely do in their newsletters. If you have a mm-hmm. post that you really want to bring to the forefront that isn't so much marketing as it, you're just wanting to highlight maybe as a fictional author, one of your characters, or as a nonfiction person, you, you've been invited to an event, a networking event, or you're going to be speaking. This is a way to get some attraction with that particular post. So before we wrap up this uh, this interview, and thank you so much, Joyce, for sharing so much of what you know. You got me rolling, and that's always <laughs> exciting um, when we can share and really give the different perspectives on marketing. What are some other uh, tips or any last thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? Well, when you started talking about events, that got me thinking. It's been tricky with COVID, right? <clears throat> However, uh, we said, okay, have, I guess, Zoom screens or whatever, if you had permission from people. But any visual is so important, as I think I know most people know. Um, maybe you have that picture of that well-known author coming to your, you know, speaking at your book group, or you're reading this particular book. You are that well-known author. The book group is studying. So anything where you can um, have some kind of visual that's associated with your post. I think, you know, there's permissions and legal things. So again, I want to be careful here. But I think that's that's something that I like to think about whenever I put up any post at all. And like just this morning, I was at a great talk about Google My Business page, and there it was on Facebook. So already posted. So I'm, you know, honoring the speaker, honoring the guy that hosted it. So think of LinkedIn as a big old gratitude platform. That sort of comes to mind. It's, it's a wonderful place to really honor people that we've learned from like when this episode drops and I can just, you know, sing your praises to the high heavens, you know, so then that's another time you always want to acknowledge the people that set you up for success and and really be a a giving community back and forth. Um, And I just, I think just keep thinking of LinkedIn more as kind of Facebook, but kind of cleaned up. You know, so you don't have the politics there so much. You you have, you know, really a lot of information and let yourself be part of that information flow so that people see that you provide value. So that's really a lot of it takes a little while, but pretty soon you start you'll start getting comments out of nowhere like, oh, that was so nice that she really liked it. You know, like, like what was that line? They really like me, you know. Perhaps the Academy Award that'll date us both, maybe. Um, so yeah, those are just some other sort of random thoughts about LinkedIn. So people can find you on LinkedIn. Do you mind spelling your last name for us? So tricky. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So it's Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, but then F as in Frank, E-U-S as in Sam, T as in Tom, E again, like Edward and L. So F-E-U-S-T-E-L. I believe I'm the only Joyce voice on LinkedIn that I've ever found. Also, if you go to Boomer Social Media Tutor, then that will also... The website can take you over to my LinkedIn as well. Yes, I highly recommend that if you're a little nervous about LinkedIn, you're unsure of where to go, it doesn't matter if you're 19 or you're 99, I highly recommend that you visit Joyce on LinkedIn, let her know you heard, you know, heard this episode and that you would very much like to get her ebook. She does not sell you. You're not in a sequence you can't get out of. I mean, we, we've all had those sort of experiences. She doesn't. She truly gives you the nine tips uh, for LinkedIn uh, as a gift. And then your um, newsletter is always informative and I always learn something from her. So yeah, I can stand by that since I'm actually subscribed to her newsletter list. So anyhow, well, 
Have a fabulous day. Joyce, thank you so much for being with us. And this is Janine Bolin with the Writer's Hour, Creative Conversations, encouraging everyone that's listening. If you have not started writing your story, make it happen. There's somebody out there that is a reader that is looking to hear what you have to say. Thank you for listening to the Writer's Hour. To hear more about the creative conversations that Janine Bolin is sharing with her listeners, please visit JanineBolin.com forward slash guest. Guest.